0: Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive.
1: Hi, and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Marshall and Bruce Weiner, And today we're reviewing a Bloomberg article entitled, Early Tap of the 401k Replaces Homes as American Piggy Bank. This is by Richard Rubin and Margaret Collins. So Bruce, this morning, let's talk about why are we bringing this article to our audience and why are we discussing this to really help them think through their own financial life and how to be in control?
0: Well, this article was written on uh, May 6th of 2014, and I came across it uh, very shortly after that. And as I was reading the article Many things came about, not just about the early tapping of the 401k, but also about personal responsibility, mm-hmm. how people do not understand uh, the economy is such intertwined with our government. Our, our government may, I'm going to try to take a positive uh, approach to this. Our government may have good intentions
1: mm-hmm. on
0: putting some restrictions on people. But when they do that, uh, there's unintended consequences. And one of the unintended consequences is that people feel like, well, if the government says this, then it must be correct and I should be doing it a certain way. Uh, they don't realize that the government comes from it from a different point of view, where um, they do have a tax deferral, a voluntary, a voluntary tax deferral that they can contribute to, but they do have a traditional pension that is guaranteed. Oh, by the way, it's guaranteed by the tax dollars that they collect and mm-hmm. and the extra tax dollars they collect from uh, early withdrawal from 401ks or, or any other tax deferral. And I thought, you know, this article really is kind of a compilation of a lot of different ideas that people really need to understand. When we talk to the to the butchers last week, um, you know, their, their idea of really people needing to get a total grasp of their entire life uh, work. I thought, well, this is an understanding what money is. I thought this was a good article to follow up on that.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think one of the main things that for me really stood out in this article And again, it's a little bit dated. We're about four years past the published date of this, but there's something that is necessary in everyone's personal economy, and that's having access to capital. I mean, that's what they're talking about, having a piggy bank Mm -hmm. or this ability to have funds that I can fall back on in an emergency, in hard times, if I lose my job, if I need to pay for a new car. That's what they're talking about, a piggy bank, having this place that I can grab money from because that's necessary for all of us. Even if we think, well, I'm just going to live my life and I'm going to have my expenses. I'm going to pay for them from my income and then I'm going to invest the rest. You end up stuck in this position without the piggy bank function that's really necessary. And the article shows the change and the shift that happened because people used to use their homes as that piggy bank. They would build up the equity in their house and then if they needed it, they could pull against the equity. But around the housing crisis, we ended up having a problem where the housing Value was dropping, and so it was not advantageous anymore to grab that equity from your home and so people started turning to the 401k incurring these fees that you've talked about if they're not 59 and a half yet, and also paying the tax at the time that they pull that money out, being these two big financial hits at the time that they're already down. It's like they're on the ground, they're struggling already, and then they get a punch in the face with these two extra fees on top of it and just looking at that concern of saying is this really the best place to store this liquid available money for a piggy bank function and i would say it's absolutely not
0: yeah it's well let's let's uh, back up a little bit yes this article was written in 2014 but that's okay to discuss this now 4 years later because part of the problem is is that people do not look uh, have a foresight looking forward They're always reacting to what's going on right now. And so the economy is really good right now. And what's interesting is mortgage companies, they really only have a couple of different ways to sell mortgages. One is to tell a person, hey, and I just heard this the other day on the radio. They said, hey, you need to get those greedy credit card companies off your back. So really what they're talking to people that are already, they don't understand finances well enough because they have overextended themselves and have, have they have not delayed gratification. So mm-hmm. we need you to turn to your home to refinance your home and pull cash out and pay for those credit cards. I'm not saying that people shouldn't do that, but what they're doing is preying on the fact that people are undisciplined already.
1: Mm-hmm. The second- Which is... It's preying on the scarcity mindset too. I mean, it's pitting one person against another. It's looking at a negative way of there's not enough money to go around and there's greedy companies and there's, you know, you're in a bad position. It's not, I would say that's definitely not looking from a position of abundance at all.
0: No. And then the other, the other thing they, they have as when uh, rates are going down in a bad situation, um, like we saw after the housing crisis, is to tell people to refinance. And that could be a good thing, too, if it increases cash flow. But then in a times when rates are going up, they tell people to change from a 30-year to a 15-year loan. Thus, you can actually get your house paid off more quickly, gain equity, but more money is now flowing out of your control. Mm -hmm. Well, then in times of crisis again, which we have run up our bubble, we're going towards another housing bubble and people are cashing out. And if, and when we hit another recession, which it's not, if we're going to hit another recession, it's when we're going to hit a a recession, but Mm -hmm. the, but everybody's talking about how, you know, this has been the greatest recovery. President uh, Trump is now touting the fact that it's the greatest economy of all time. That remember, he's touting that we're not, we're not saying it is, Uh, but people are getting this idea that this is never going to change. And that's and and so they're tapping their equity over and over and over. So then when we do have another recession and we get a correction in the housing market and people are going to lose their jobs during the recession, they're not going to be able to tap tap that equity again. So where are they going to turn? They're going to turn just like they did in 2007, 8, 9, 10 to their tax deferral money. And, And I think we ought to set a baseline right here just so everybody understands. So when you put money into a tax-deferred position, or what some people call qualified money, mm-hmm. this money is 401Ks, 403Bs, 457. Um, for the federal employees, the 457 is called a thrift savings account. It could be a qualified annuity. It could be an IRA. And yes, even though this is non-qualified, the penalty still... Uh, occur for Roth IRAs for the earnings. So if mm-hmm. you tap any of that money, except for just a few exceptions, we'll talk about those exceptions. You're going to be subject to not only the tax in that particular year, but you're going to be subject to a, an extra 10% penalty. Now
1: mm-hmm.
0: that 10% penalty is simply another tax.
1: Oh, uh, right. And, and, I want to share here as well. There was a quote in the article and it was just, I mean, it was astounding, but basically it said the IRS collected 5.7 billion.
0: Yeah, exactly where I was going with this Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> In
1: 2011 from penalties, meaning that Americans took out about 57 billion. Because yeah, that's the that's
0: that's, a B, people. That's, a B, that's
1: billion. insane from retirement funds before they were supposed to. So the idea of the qualified plan then is – hey, I'm segregating and compartmentalizing this money. I'm setting aside just for retirement. It's not supposed to be used for anything else. That's the mindset when you start funding it and then life happens and you end up tapping it and taking out money early. And we're not talking about a little bit of money. I mean, $57 billion is a lot of money that people are pulling out early and ending up having to pay that penalty to the tune of 5.7 billion. I mean, that's insane.
0: Yeah, the lack of financial education is really the problem here. Because oh, I still believe it's it's the person's personal responsibility. Hey, they put they put their money where they wanted it. If they want to take it out and they want to incur the penalties, that's their own right. However, what the what people also have to understand is the the government because of its rules. Once again, a lot of people think, well, the government has my best interests interest in mind. So I need to put the tax the money in tax deferred position because I don't want to touch it. If I if I have access to it, um, I'm going to spend it and I'm not going to have it for my retirement. But what happens then is when they do leave the, a job because either they got fired or they wanted to start a new uh, business venture and they become into a stress position because they don't have control of their money you you can't really blame them if they can't get to their home equity because housing prices have gone down. You can't, it's a survival mode. Mm-hmm. And so you can't really blame them for taking an early withdrawal. Uh, it says right here in the article that collecting penalties adjusted for inflation, the government collects 37% more money from early withdrawal penalties than it did in 2003. So in 2010 they collected 37% more. Meanwhile, the amount of the home equity loans outstanding was 704 billion in 2013 down from 38 38% from 2007 peak and that's because there was no home equity.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it's just it's interesting as you're talking about the lack of education. I mean, there's another piece of this that we haven't haven't even discussed. I mean, we have alluded to it because when you put the money into a qualified plan, you are not paying the tax at that time. So the fancy terminology on that is that you are deferring tax. The real thing that's happening is you're postponing the tax. So when you look at a $100,000 balance in the 401k, that money's not all yours. And so when you do go to take it out, you're going to pay tax at whatever the current tax rate is for you at that time that you withdraw the money in addition to the penalty, if you're taking it out for um, some of those, for almost anything except a few exceptions, which, Bruce, you mentioned, maybe we can talk about right now. What those yeah, exceptions. I think that
0: yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go next. Now, there are some hardship uh, cases, and, um, and the hardships are determined by the government, not by you. So it's kind of this person, this Karen Freeman says kind of a catch-22 On the one hand, the penalty is meant to discourage people from taking the money out. But at the time when millions of families are in hardship, they are more likely to take the money out. And that's what I was saying uh, earlier is that, you know, it's you you don't want them to take it out. And the penalty discourages them. But it's a time when they really need the money so you can understand why people are withdrawing because they're in a hardship uh, situation. And, uh, you know, sometimes people create their own hardships, but um, at the time of a recession is a hardship that many uh, good, hardworking Americans, they don't have any control over. So withdrawals, right. at, uh, withdrawals at any age are added to the taxpayer's income and taxed at the regular rates. The extra 10% penalty for the 401k plans applies to the early withdrawal, but there if it's in a 401k, you have some exceptions in the cases of disability and certain medical expenses. Um, Americans who leave their jobs, uh, after the age of 55 for, if the money's in a 401k, they can escape this penalty because, uh, most of the, what they call the third party administrator writes the plan documents that if your, if your money's in the 401k, you can actually access your 401k if you leave your job after the age of 55. So that's one exception IRA. So let's say you've been putting money, you've been just contributing your your individual retirement account, IRA, or you've rolled money from a previous 401k into an IRA. Then you have other um, exceptions and withdrawals from individual retirement accounts have a broader set of exceptions to the penalty including spending for higher education and first time home buyers which simply means that you know for college college expenses and if you're a first time home buyer you can actually withdraw to make the down payment for the house or to spend it on uh higher ed- education the people who pay the penalties include young workers who switch jobs and don't bother to roll over their accounts um and this is, this is very, uh, this is a mindset that I hear from young people that I work with because they say, well, you know, I lost my job or I'm switching my job and I'm, I'm not making a very much money anyway. So even if I have to pay the taxes in a 10% penalty, it's still going to be less tax than what I'm going to play, pay in the future on the tax prop- uh, when we postpone the taxes. Now I love hearing that, Rachel, because they kind of get it but it's mm-hmm. but at the same but at the same time they are often just using this money for frivolous things and not and not having a emergency fund built up.
1: Right. Right and I would actually say that I mean is this the best place to plan for your future? In a lot of cases it's not. And in some some individuals potential situation maybe it is a good place to plan for the future in their circumstance, but a lot of reasons why it makes it a challenge is that you can only designate that retirement fund for one thing. it's really geared for just your retirement when you quit your job and then you take the money and and that's not allowing for these other circumstances that arise during your life. It doesn't allow for for you to decide that you want to invest in real estate or start a business as you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you that flexibility to be able to use the funds for whatever you want and really when you compartmentalize your money, it's almost like you're sticking it in a straitjacket because any other purpose that you use it for ends up giving you these penalties.
0: Yeah, and I to just finish out on the uh, finish up on the cash out situation, especially for younger uh, people, and and get the idea of I'm not saying you should necessarily put money in a tax deferral position, but just as this is just the power of using your money. Um, to actually grow your wealth. And I'm not saying uh, for one particular purpose, for retirement, but this is just the idea of what money can do to your 30-year-old who cashes out $16,000 could lose $471 a month in retirement income cash flow by not leaving and investing in a retirement account. Now, we, you and I would say, well, that $16,000 could also be put into a business, or it could be put into an uninterrupted whole life insurance contract that you have access Mm -hmm. to. Uh, And these uh, stats are assuming the age of 67 and death at 93. This is according to fidelity analysis. This scenario also assumes a 4.7% annual return. And as our listeners remember, that 4.7% annual return is a, a compounded return that. Uh, uh, presumes never going any lower than 4.7%.
1: Right. It presumes that you got 4.7% every single year with no losses at all. Right.
0: And uh, the decrease in, in retirement income for such a trade-off is inc- increasingly damaging as Americans rely more on 401k type accounts that they manage themselves as opposed to pensions run by their employer. employer. And what I find interesting in this now, what they were kind of saying is that these 401k accounts are being relied more upon with people that have retirement ideas in mind, but a lot of pensions are being reduced by employers. So it's not the kind of safe, pensions are not the kind of safeguards that they used to be. And so having money placed in your own personal responsibility or in your control um, could be thought of as being more important than having a pension.
1: I agree. And I think uh, there's another, I mean, there's so many pieces wrapped into that, just that that point about a 30-year-old cashing out 16000 And they said that they could lose $471 a month in retirement income cash flow by not leaving it invested in the retirement account. And so then all those other assumptions that you um, shared that were built around that. And so it's focusing on a lot of unknowns as if they were guarantees. So one of them that we alluded to a second ago is that it assumes that that 4.7% return happened every single year. And I just want to point out real briefly here that an average rate of return, which is something that usually is used to sell these type of products, they say, here's what the average return has been over the last 20 years. Average is not the same thing as an actual return. And Here's a really quick and simple way to understand that. Imagine you had a 50% loss in your account. Say you had $100,000, you had a 50% loss, you're down to $50,000. You need 100% gain to recover from that just to bring your account back up to $100,000. And if you average that, if you take a 50% loss, that's negative 50, you add 100, we're at 50, divide by two, that's 25%. So the average of that return is 25% average return over two that you've had over two years. And your account value is not 25% increased, it's the exact same number as you had when you started. So whenever a rate of return is used in a situation where there's a possibility to lose money, and it's stated as a flat number, and it's in your mind, you expect that you're going to have that same rate of return every single year going forward, but that's absolutely misleading and gives the wrong impression of what type of growth your money is going to have, because it's not a guarantee that it's even going to be increased from what your current balance is today.
0: Yeah. And, and so let's go on a few other rules about withdrawing from tax deferred money. Depending on the rules of the employer, 401k plans, you may be able to borrow from the retirement accounts and pay back the loan with interest without incurring the tax penalty. Uh, workers generally on these plans they can borrow as much as fifty percent of the vested account balance, up to a maximum of fifty fifty thousand dollars, which was uh, set by the IRS. Once again, I don't understand why the IRS is setting a limit on this. The loan.
1: Hey Bruce, let's let's talk about that just for one second before we move on because I think that's really important. Again, imagine you had three hundred thousand dollars sitting in your four hundred one k that $300,000 first of all is not all yours because por- a portion of it belongs to the IRS at whatever tax rate when you take that money out. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that cuts into that. The second thing is that you can't get to all 300,000. You can get to as much as 50% or 50,000 whichever's less.
0: Yeah, let's and let, let's let's make this very very clear because I have clients all the time that are absolutely shocked by this. They say, "Well, wait a minute, this is my money. So even I want to take out a hundred thousand and I know I'm going to pay a 10% penalty, but I believe I can use this money to make more money than my 401k. So I want to pay the 10% penalty. And I'm like, well, it doesn't make any difference. The IRS does not allow you to take any more than 50%, $50,000 out. And, and people say, right. well, wait a minute, this is my money. And I'm like, well, it doesn't make any <laughs> difference. <laughs> this, is, right. this is an IRS law that you cannot do that so you're really right. losing control of your money no and you can't even make you can't even make the decision to pay the extra tax on it
1: and i think that it's even a misunderstanding that it's your money because to my knowledge and Bruce you can um clarify this or or tell me if i'm wrong but i believe that the accounts are not listed as in your name they're for the benefit of the person who has that account yeah. it's not in your yeah, name yeah it
0: depends it depends on it. it's it definitely is written like that when they are 457 accounts, which are deferred comp counts. Um, Yeah. 401ks with the, with the new, um, with the new law, uh, as far as the DOL, you'll you're going to find that interpretation with even the 401ks or tax deferred accounts being like that also.
1: I think it's just fascinating. Um, The, Again, lack of education and misunderstanding that can easily be perpetu- perpetuated really through our culture and society. That there's just so much of this that we don't understand and don't take the time to dig into that can really hurt us.
0: So, um, let's just talk a little bit more about this loan because it must be repaid within five years. So, what typically happens then is the worker has the money taken out of their paycheck and reduces their cash flow even even more. Uh, this is true unless the money was is being used to, uh, f- to buy a primary residence for the first time. There's a risk of taking a loan because a 401k plan requires employees to repay loans in full when leaving a job, usually within 60 days. And um, the call I have right after this podcast, I'm actually dealing with that, where this person has a loan on their 401k and they would like to retire, but there's still a $35,000 loan on that. Ah. And so we have to decide what's the best way to take care of this or, or should we even be taking care of this? Some withdrawals of the money from, and I was talking about this earlier, people think, well, Roth IRAs is a way to get around this. Uh, But if they're within the, uh, within the Roth IRA and they're full and they're funded with, post-tax money, you, you uh, can avoid the penalty for the money you put into it. In other words, your own after-tax contribution, but withdrawals of the tax advantage earnings, any money you earned on that money would also be subject to the penalty.
1: Yeah, that's definitely not something that I would believe is common knowledge, um, thinking, hey, I put this money in, I'm just not going to ever pay tax when I take it out. That's and I'm not going to have any penalties. That's definitely a misunderstanding if somebody thinks that. Right.
0: Okay. So now here's here's what Congress is starting to think about. Well, and I and I really think there's some good people in Congress, but I also think there are people, and I don't think they're bad. I think they just think that they're doing what's best. But when it comes down to the fact that we owe 21 trillion dollars, um, I really wonder if they're doing what's best for the American people or if they're doing what's best for themselves. So Congress, oh, yeah, Congress retirement experts and administrative officials who are concerned about the early withdrawal penalties have, have two suggestions, but they're totally with at on the opposite ends. Some of them say we should lower the penalties and some of them say we should raise the penalties. More restrictive rules might prevent people from putting money in retirement accounts in the first place. Well, you and I would say, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing because there, right. there are ways to then control more of your money outside of a retirement account. Still, could be used for retirement if you'd like it to be used, but you would have control of that money. While lighter limits would make it more likely for people to take the money out, so that mm-hmm. would certainly be true. You know, uh, if, if it was only a five percent penalty or or three percent penalty. But my question is. Why would they lower them? Um, because people take the money out because they need the money. And so it's like, well, the people are going to take it out. If we have, they're already proven, they're going to take it out at the tune of $57 billion in one year at a 10% penalty. So if you lower the, the, uh, they're going to take it out. I believe if the penalty was even raised to 15%, People would take it out because they have to do it to survive. Uh, a couple.
1: Right. And I actually think that that idea, should we raise or should we lower the penalties? I almost think that that is the wrong focus altogether. I think the real question is, should we compartmentalize our money and plan just for retirement? I think right. the problem is we need a piggy bank. We need that access to an emergency and opportunity fund that's liquid, that's accessible, that's growing, that we don't have penalties to access that we can use because life happens. And I think that's the real solution that is not being talked about. Yeah.
0: And a couple other things just from the past. In 2008, President Obama proposed allowing penalty-free withdrawals for up to $10,000. That idea went nowhere and wasn't included in the 2009 economic stimulus plan. Well, why wasn't it included? Well, they knew people were going to have to take the money out anyway. And so that my cynical view of this was, Hey, this is a way that we can get more taxes, uh, during a time, this hardship time in 2012. The state of New York society for certified public accountants proposed a temporary waiver of the penalty where families were when families were recovering from the recession. That, that went any, uh, nowhere too. The reality is people are going to do it. Okay. Said Jonathan Horn, a New York accountant who helped write the proposal. If someone needs the money, the 10% is not stopping them. And, mm-hmm. and so that's what I'm getting. My point is, is that I don't see them ever adjusting this. They may try to raise it, but they're not ra- I believe they're not raising it because they're trying to tell people not to touch it because people are touching it because they need to have the money, the access, because they're going through Mm -hmm. very, very hard times at the time. Moving in the opposite direction, now this is the House uh, Ways and Means Committee. David Camp, uh, uh, a Michigan Republican, in his 2014 draft plan to revamp the tax code, Camp proposed repealing the penalties exceptions for higher education and first-time home purchases, contending that the changes would encourage Americans not to tap into their retirement accounts. So he's taking it to another, making it even more difficult to get the money out. Now, you know, the, there's not going to be some unintended consequences here. Also, more people are going to have to take out loans for education and more people will not be able to buy homes. And we could argue whether that's good or bad, but that's uh, that's the way it is. I think what needs to be done is what Costco is trying to do, but I don't think they're try, they're, they're quite doing it in a, in a wide range of education. They're just telling the, their workers about the dangers of dipping into their accounts and urging them not to do this Now they ought to be giving them complete financial education about their entire financial picture, not just about compartmentalizing their retirement accounts, but at least they're trying to educate. the the employees about the plan. And and they finish up, which I like this, the company doesn't prohibit it withdrawals because executives see it as the worker's decision. So they're giving people the choice to make their own decisions, which I think is a very good thing.
1: Which, yeah, that's then putting the money in their control. And unfortunately, I've seen this way too many times as well. I've talked to HR professionals that Are incentivized to get as much money into the 401k plans as possible and they are getting these markers because of their employee contribution going into the qualified plans and unfortunately then i've seen the same companies end up being in a position where they then had to remove the they had to make it more open for the employees to get to their money because almost all of them were putting a ton of money into the 401k as a piggy bank and then having to pull it right back out because they did not have savings on the side. And so, I guess we would just say in the end to wrap this up that you do need a place to store cash. You need money to be able to access whether you hit hard times or whether you need capital to fund a business, whether you need capital to invest in a real estate venture, whatever the case may be, we all need access to cash. And the best place to store that is a place that you have safety and you have liquidity and you have growth on that money. And we would encourage you to explore different alternatives. We advocate using specially designed life insurance as a great place to store cash because it's safe, liquid, and growing.
0: It, so, well, The last thing that I'd like to bring out on this is we talked to Nelson Nash a couple of weeks ago. And Nelson talks about this all the time. And it, 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 it works perfectly in this situation. When the government creates a problem, i.e., an onerous tax system, then it mm-hmm. creates a solution to that problem, i.e., tax deferral such as 401ks and IRAs. Don't you feel just a little manipul- manipulated? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's always making that point. They they create a tax problem by taking all this money from you, and then they say, "Oh, well, we got the solution. We're going to let you tax defer the." The money—that's the solution. Well, don't right. you feel just a little bit manipulated? And I—I I bring that up to people all the time. It's just, but but Congress—they're just good people interfering in our lives with the with their ideas, even though they have they have pensions, they have health care mm-hmm. that is paid for by the taxes, and unfortunately, the penalties. So to think that to right. think that this is going to change. I don't think it's going to change. I think you need to really think personally where you want to place your money.
1: Absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say. It all comes down to not just saying what is available to me, but what is the best way that I can chart to create my own life and exactly what I want to have and what I want my life to look like. And that kind of comes back to even what we were talking about with the butchers last week. Being in that position of control gives you so many more options. So As we wrap and in closing here, what financial needs do you personally need to solve? And how can you get more certainty and accessibility to your money? Now, to optimize your financial life, you can email us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com to request your financial picture conversation. And we'll help you maximize your wealth today and in the future by discovering money that's flowing out of your control and strategizing ways to get more of your money flowing back into your control. So you have more to keep, More to use during your lifetime and more to pass on to the future generations. In closing, thank you to you, our listeners, for being with us today. Thank you for taking control of your life and your financial destiny and creating wealth. Today's show notes and resources are available for you at themoneyadvantage.com. You can also email us with your questions and comments at hello at themoneyadvantage.com. And remember, success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd and build a life and business you love. To learn how high-performing entrepreneurs 10x or more returns on liquid capital without giving up quick access to cash, go to themoneyadvantage.com forward slash liquid capital to get The Unfair Advantage, your 20-minute easy-to-read guide on maximizing your
0: savings.